Hi everyone, I'm Maylin. And I'm Mal. Welcome to our podcast, Aya Hodaya. This is episode 11. Back to school, COVID style. Oh my god, we have listeners. That's a thing. I know, it's so cool. And some of them aren't even like our relatives. Like I know, like... thank you from that 16 percent of our viewers from our listeners from australia that's martha thank you shout out to martha Martha. (laughs) i think in like the age demographics it's like 40 to 60 is like 80 percent of our listeners because of our parents parents. okay anyways let's let's talk about the stuff we should actually be talking about Okay, so um, as you could probably guess from our episode title, another one that is fine. You can finally understand what we're going to be talking about right from the beginning, not like Baba Ganoush, and we where we tell you explain. the episode name is Baba Ganoush and don't even explain why. Oh, that was a whoops. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was really funny because we realized it after the fact and we just like went about it like, oh, whatever. And then Maylin's like, I'm just going to explain it in the description and hopefully people read that. Yep. (laughs) Otherwise, you will be very confused. Okay, so back to school COVID style. And this is going to be interesting because Maylin and I are both going back to school in very different ways. COVID is a thing. And yeah, well, yeah, no, duh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like really bad in the United States because people and reasons. Um, and it has been bad around the world, but I think the, because the U.S. had a slow response to like getting it under control, and people still don't want to like social distance or wear a mask. It's like the the like the spread has not slowed, so we're still like in our first wave, and then in the U.K other places in Europe they're beginning their like second wave which is supposed to start in the spring so it's like our first same wave here. and our second yeah. wave are like they're, they're like it's like the same big wave because meshed no one it to one to, like follow CDC guidelines so along with COVID-19 and like the whole back to school thing <laughs> COVID-19 <laughs> Okay, no, no, no. Every single time somebody says COVID nineteen, oh. I sing it to the tune. Come on, Eileen, in my head, it's like the the it's like the thing with Hurricane oh Sally. Gosh. How I okay, sing it to the tune okay. of Mustang Sally. What was it? Oh yeah, okay. it's from really that, bad. The school. A lot of schools have been struggling to figure out like how they're going to do the whole social distancing thing. Are they going to go online and are they going to like enforce social distancing and what are they going to do? So I think this is interesting because our two schools have come up with two very different solutions. Yes, but also because Maylin is in like California. a corona hot spot. I think we're number am, one compared to her and not exciting. For COVID? No, or for, no, no, for like, COVID. But we were, we were the first state to institute oh, that's... Um, statewide lockdown. Yeah. Oh, how interesting. We never went into lockdown. It was like self-isolation. Yeah, it was like self-isolation, but everybody, like all of the workplaces and schools were closed anyway, so nobody had any reason to go out. They just insist on going out. And I'm like, would you not? (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, so, Maylin, would you like to... um, 
Okay, Tell yeah, us about so your we, normal school setup. I'm First of all, I guess I should start by saying I'm a junior in high school. I'm in, what is it, 11th grade, grade 11? Yeah. So, <laughs> so mm-hmm. we, our normal school year would be six classes a year, and four of those would be academic, and two would be electives. But electives can also be academic. Like, one of my electives this year is psychology. Um yeah, all, all yeah, of my electives like last language. year were all academics except for one. supposed to get certain credits, but that's besides the point. So there's six classes year-round, and we would break the grading into, like, quarters. And then semesters, at the end of each semester, you would have finals. And then, like, go on winter break and then come back for the next semester and then have another final at the end of the school year. So there would be – basically, it's just six classes year-round. <laughs> Yeah, that's ours. Okay, yeah, mine under normal normal circumstances is four class or four classes for half the year. So you have four classes for the first half of the year, which is um, September to the end of January, and then um, four classes from like end of January, beginning do, of February. Do they not to split off June. like before and after winter break? That's what we do. Yeah, that would make more sense, but the high school semesters are not no mm-hmm. yeah, just because our summer break is structured differently. So we go to school for it's like five it, it okay, ends up okay. being a total of five months and five months for each. Yeah, and then we get two months off. So in university here, that's how it is. They, at the end of winter break, you're done and then you have another semester until the end of April, I think. Mm-hmm. And then you're off May, June, July, August. Unless you take summer classes. Yeah. So it's that's kind of how it's like here. And then depending on what grade you are, your classes will be structured differently. So most of the time, grade 8 to 11, or I mean, 8 to 10, they have like a really strict set of required classes and then only like one or two blocks for electives. But in grade 11 and 12, the classes that are required become less and less and then you pick your electives which most of the time are academics so like for me the required classes last year were math and um english and i believe one humanities class and i had to take a science class but the science class was an elective and so i got to pick what science i took but i have to i had to pick at least one so it there's like four and then the rest you get to pick and choose so i took like three or four science classes instead of just the required mm-hmm. one because of my other electives so yeah so it's split into yeah half and half normally and now your school under yeah, corona is we going into my system classes per semester which is proving to be rather difficult because this quarter is almost over which means the semester is almost half over and we're still, like, not halfway through our curriculum. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is, like, uh... so, yeah, we've gone into half and half with three and three. And we're also all online, which is fun. It's an experience. Yeah. I don't think anybody's used to the no. accelerated pace of learning because I think that's what everybody had to adapt to in some way. Nobody could do it in the way they were doing it before. And it's just becoming really difficult for everybody to learn what they need yeah, to learn in the time that they have to it's, learn it. It's difficult. And I think it's difficult, especially for the teachers to figure out like what they're going to do and how they're going to teach us all of this stuff. Because 
our original plan was to go back to the classroom and have like half days of school and but like then our county was on like this list like watch list for like counties that can't go back to school or whatever so we have transitioned transitioned to being online but now basically the teachers don't really know what they're doing and so it's difficult to like teach all this stuff really Mm -hmm. quick and have students learn actually like return retain the information Mm -hmm. yeah i find it really funny because like for me your system would be ideal for me because that's what i'm used to is learning things over half a year which like i can manage but now i have to because my school went from a semester system to a quarterly system so we have two classes each quarter and each quarter is 10 weeks and each class is around three hours every single day so um yeah i have currently i'm in physics so that means on mondays and fridays i have physics for two hours and then um tuesday through thursday i have physics for three hours and so technically it's the same amount of time hours as you would have if you were doing it over a semester, but it's just condensed into 10 weeks instead of 20. And so I don't have enough time to absorb the information, which means I'm not doing as well in my class as I could be doing if I had more time, which is very unfortunate also (laughs) because I'm not very good at physics. So I I do need the extra time, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's not for everybody, but um, so under most circumstances, most people at, my school are going there for two classes, um, um, two classes a day. And so they're there for the full six hours. But since me, as I've talked about before, how I've taken things ahead of time, so I would have a less full um, year in my senior year or in grade 12, I, um, wait, I think I finally know the British term for it. I think it's seventh form. I think. I- I think. Don't quote me on that. It's just I know somebody who's a year younger than me who's in her sixth form. I so conform- I'm assuming that I would be in my seventh form. That, but I think it's I think it's yeah. really funny how That's you just use an like the American terms like freshman, sophomore, <laughs> junior, senior, like just naturally when you're talking to me. Yeah, it's just it's just a reflex at this point when I'm talking to you. Funny. Anybody else, I would just say grade twelve. Anyways, so, um, yeah, so since I did that, I only have to be there for half days. So I'm, I go to school for three hours a day. Um, and then next semester, I will also go for three hours a day. And it's in the afternoon, too. So, like, Mondays, I think I'm there from, like, 11.30 to 1.30 and same on Fridays. And then I'm there from 12 to 3, Tuesdays Mine to Thursdays. So it's not bad. <laughs> not going to lie. We have... I know. Uh, yeah, we you have, have to sit in front of the laptop have, for like six um, hours. So we're online. And so our classes are like, I don't know how long they really are, but they're like two hours each, three a day, except for Wednesdays, which we have off, thank God. But so it's split between like synchronous time and asynchronous time. So it's like the synchronous is when you're in the Zoom with the uh. with your teacher and the teacher's teaching you and like lecturing or making you take notes or whatever. And then asynchronous would be like your alone time work like either you leave the zoom and you do homework Mm -hmm. which is what my a push teacher does which is good because he gives a lot of homework or it's like you break up into breakout rooms and do some kind of group work so it's not all like you're just sitting in front of the computer doing nothing but it's 
a lot of that. <laughs> it's like all three classes every day. And it's it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I just I I I I don't even want to think about what my next quarters are because so first quarter I have physics, second quarter I have chemistry, third quarter I have oh my gosh, um, precalculus I have 12 and then last quarter I, I have think, calculus Okay, I'm really 12. looking forward. But that's what we call almost all of our math classes. Like cuz I know true. yours are different. So Melin, we were and I were talking about this, but like they have like algebra, algebra geometry, um pre-calculus and then they no, have like no, advanced no. math or i don't know exactly what that <laughs> okay no no no. it's what is it advanced something it's a it's a, it's advanced no, 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 it's no, no, not no. advanced okay, placement okay. So but like it's we ahead math. go starting <laughs> in the eighth grade we go from algebra and then geometry and then algebra two but last year i was in algebra two and i took advanced algebra two which is probably what you're thinking of but you can take algebra two and, oh, advanced okay. algebra two. and then yes. pre-calculus or honors pre-calc and then calculus or AP calc and then statistic to statistics or AP stats. And so the idea is if you go for, if you take advanced algebra two, then you would, it would set you up to go to HP pre-calc and that would set you up to go to AP calc or AP stats. Okay. Yeah. So that's how her system is in mine. It's math eight, math nine, pre-calc 10, pre-calc, 11 pre-calc 12 calculus and pre-calc 12 and calculus are um they're not required like you can choose to do that and also once you hit grade 10 you can pick if you want to do pre-calc or a and w which is applied workplace math because i hate math Okay, like applied and workplace math is really good for those who are thinking of going into like a humanities or like just want to understand life math, which it makes more sense to me personally. Okay, like it honestly does make more sense to me to learn applied and workplace math. But the thing is, if I want to get a science right. degree, then I'm going to need pre-calculus. I plan on never you taking know? math so, in college unless I really have to. So exactly applied and workplace math would be best for me so I can figure out because a lot of the time we have these things that are like, oh, when am I going to need to do this in the real world? And one of our like real world problems was setting Mm -hmm. up this system of equations to figure out like how many pigs you have and how many goats you have. And I was like, can't you just count them? Like, this is not this is not real world math. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's just, I feel like the only thing that I could use in the real world actually right now is what I'm learning in physics, which is weird to say because I kind of hate it, but we we applied trigonometry to physics questions, and physics questions are basically any type of movement that happens in life. So, like, that I can think of as applied, but all of the other, like, algebraic stuff that we're doing, it's just, like, how am no, I going to exactly. use polynomials when I'm shopping for groceries? No, like, how does not. that work? <laughs> Anyways, so that's that's how it goes. There's applied and workplace math 10, A&W 11, and I think there's an A&W 12 class. And it's really funny that it's called A&W math because A&W here A&W is a restaurant. Oh, I think that's a yeah, thing. I don't know. I've never heard of that before. But, um, but like here we have – in Canada, we have a fast food restaurant. It's called A&W. I actually don't know what it stands for. I don't think anybody knows what it stands for. But they sell burgers. 
and fries. Oh, root and, beer. You know, it's like a McDonald's type thing, but it's better than McDonald's. Yeah, root beer. Yeah, that's that's, that's from that A&W Restaurant. No, I don't think so. Okay, so you don't have the restaurant because I know that because normally least not we look West for Coast. it when we come to visit my family, but that's it's pretty, not there. It's not in Colorado West. either. Actually, so. don't 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 quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. It's like it's <laughs> Midwest. It's Midwest. It's Midwest. Anyways, so yeah, um, y'all don't have that there, and it's pretty good in my opinion. Like it's better than McDonald's. Like I, if I had to pick between McDonald's and A and W, I would pick A and W. Because one, they actually have a vegetarian option for a burger, and, and it's really two, good. because McDonald's is and, wildly unhealthy. Um, two, exactly, and like they don't have a spicy habanero chicken burger at <laughs> McDonald's. So, like, yeah, like that's just yeah, that's just okay. A thing We've gotten massively have. off track. Okay, Mal's gonna go close her door. Oh, <laughs> no, she that was, was not what I was trying to say. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Anyways, let us quickly get through some of these other things that we need to do. Um, so um, in my school, since we're in person, um, things are split in between different uh, cohorts. So if you're in grade 8 to 10, since you have most almost all the same required classes, they can just bunch you up with the same group of people year round. But since you, when you're in 11 and 12, you only have a few required classes and the rest are electives. So they have to adjust that so that um, each, uh, each quarter you're with two different cohorts. And so you can only be with those cohorts and you have to enter from, so like say your classroom is in a certain area of the school, you have to enter from that zone's entrance and then you have to exit from that zone to exit. You always have to wear a mask when you're in your classroom. What? You're not required to wear a mask, but most of my classmates do oh, anyways. It's like no, because bubble. that is your cohort. Yeah. So you have two bubbles. One is your morning class and one is your afternoon class. But when you're going in between classes yeah, and so going really other you places, have you have bubble. to wear a mask. And yeah. And you have to sanitize your hands um before touching any of the equipment like especially in the science department so like before I measure something or weigh Mm -hmm. something on a scale I have to sanitize my hands and um my teacher has to wear a mask at all times because he's interacting with two different groups of students um but in like and I think in two different zones of the school that's another reason why and so he doesn't have to wear a mask when he's up at the board teaching us but when he comes to help us he has to wear a mask but I wear a mask like all the time anyways, because like I'm I would wear a, a little bit compromised. So I would, yeah, I would, I would prefer to be safe, but like, I only take it off if I need to like drink water or mm-hmm. if I'm like eating a granola bar or something. And I only eat granola bars at oh, school smart. because I don't have to touch them. So yeah, exactly. Um, So that's kind of our mask protocol and like we have some social distancing rules in place in the class. Like it's recommended that students in the front don't sit with students in the back. So like you kind of keep, so like if you're in the middle of the class, stay in the middle of the class, if you're in the back, stay in the back. If you're in the front, stay in the front kind of deal, you know? And um, we have these really long table benches in our physics class. So it's three to a bench and you can space out properly on that. Um, Yeah. And so, like I said, I have physics, but I also have psychology, Um, which I'm taking with the university through the dual credit program. And um, 
to be quite honest, I feel like Maitland <laughs> would enjoy my psychology class more than I'm enjoying it. And um, I don't – I the reason I don't enjoy it is not because I have a bad teacher. It's not because – It's just the subject matter. Like, it's hard. Well, it, it's – it's just the subject matter is not my oh, so like. Why are you taking jam? It? You know, <laughs> because um, when you go into optometry school, if you want to go to optometry school, it's a requirement and it's very highly recommended if you're planning to go to med school. And those are my two options. Plus, actually, since I'm taking this with the dual credit program, my grade won't show up on my transcript whatsoever. <laughs> so if I like bomb the class. Like, it doesn't really matter, but, um, okay, okay. like, I have proof that I've done Yeah, it. I think I would enjoy your psychology course. I took, I took psychology online, oh, excuse me, through a website called Coursera, um, and that wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a course course, but it was, like, I was learning about psychology from this Yale professor, and then I'm also taking psychology next semester, like, with my school, and I'm really excited about that because I think it'll be really interesting. And I just like like learning about people and why they do what they do. And I think, yeah, it's just very interesting. Like, I like psychology, but in certain facets. Okay, what are you learning about one right of now? them? You know? Oh, yeah. Research methods. It's really boring. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, um, I think I'm going to be interested in Chapter 3 the most because that's more of the neuroscience of everything. So everything has, like, a hard core in right, what like the heck is actually going on in your brain and stuff we can actually monitor. So it's, yeah, it's, like, less subjective. And I think I would like that uh, because I it's enjoy less the subjective. subjective. I don't like subjective <laughs> things. Yeah, I, I like the objective. So, like... Tell me something is, and I will not like interpret that this person's behavior you know? <laughs> and tell me why they're doing this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like I like understanding why people <laughs> do things, but I like it when other people tell me. I don't, I don't like finding it out for myself. That's, I think that's why I enjoy true crime a lot yeah. because most of the time I'm just listening to other people's research and I'm like interpreting things from what they've told me. But I don't have to. Do I don't any think of the you'd actual, be like, a very work. good psychologist. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'd be a very good psychologist either. I also don't think I'd be a good clinical psychologist or, like, a therapist of any kind. Like, I can listen to people's problems, but yeah. I cannot give any sort of solution. Like, that's the only way I'd be good at Like, I can I can listen to somebody's problems, and I can offer comfort and distraction, but advice. I'm, like, like, I think not. Especially with, like, this is going to sound dumb, but, like, with, like, you do like, give good advice. Relationship you do. stuff. Even though none of my friends are in relationships, but I feel like I could give them good relationship advice. Even That's though really I'm like funny. Arrow and I'm not going to be in a relationship like ever, I think I could give it, give the advice. I feel I like think, that yeah, might I think it's be because I can why. look at it. Because you can yeah, look exactly. at it from a, like from a platonic logical, standpoint. Like, this is what you need to be doing. <laughs> stop doing this. Okay. I. I realized I never yeah. really said, like, what classes I'm taking. <laughs> okay, so first period. Yeah, what classes period, are you taking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first period, I have pre-calculus with, I'm not going to say her name. Yeah, so I have pre-calculus, and then I have AP U.S. History, and I have AP Environmental Science this semester. 
aka a push and apes it's just more efficient really weird (laughs) okay when you okay when you when you um were typed apes on like your instagram account and i saw it for like the first time the reason i didn't understand that it was an acronym is because you put it in all lowercase letters to my school so like if you would put it in all uppercase I would have understood that it was an acronym, but since you put it all low, I was like, "Why are you talking about well, I think monkeys I was talking at school? About, like, what, like, what the heck should I take?" And like, yeah, I don't know why. Oh, it was because there was an informational meeting and I missed the meeting, but it was fine. So next semester, I'm taking AP English and Psychology and Spanish three, and I actually have AP English with Miss P, who I talked about in our other school episode and I have Spanish with Mr. L who I also talked about in our other episode. So I'm I'm more excited for next semester than this semester. Yeah. But it's also makes difficult sense. because I'm taking two APs this semester and like you have to get through all the content and then you also have to remember it because the AP test is in May. So I'm not gonna have like that much time to oh well actually i'll have more time to review but i don't think i'll have learned the content as like in depth as i would if it was a year-round class which is difficult yeah mm-hmm. okay um yeah i can i can see how that would be yeah it's unfortunately a uh college board sucks a whole thing Okay, so now you are in your last year of, I keep wanting to say high school, but you call it secondary school, right? Um, We call it high school, but we also call it secondary school. Like, my school is called blank district secondary school. I'm not going to mm. tell you what city I live in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, it alternates between the two because we call it university, not only university, but post-secondary school because not everybody decides to go to a university. So that includes universities, colleges, um, what's it called? A community colleges, any, any kind of education that is after high school right, is, right, is post-secondary right. education. Okay. So yeah. you, as I understand it, cause this is not the way that we do it here, but you are looking to apply to universities like now ish in the beginning of the school year. Um, yes, uh, I'm actually on, um, (laughs) okay, I'm, I'm on the, (laughs) the University of British Columbia website right now, and I'm creating my campus-wide login account so I can apply to the university. (laughs) Oh my god, my, my dad's friend's son, who's in my grade, wants to go to UBC. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. I did not, well, I obviously didn't know that, but. Apparently, it's, like, much cheaper than American college. (laughs) Um, yeah, like, so American college, not only is it expensive for international students, like crazy expensive, like, I'm pretty sure if I went to like, if I wanted to go to an Ivy League school there, it would cost me like $100,000 a semester. Ivy Leagues are overrated. Yeah, but like, so if I want to go to school here, it costs a lot less per semester. And for international students, I think it comes to around maybe forty to 50,000 Canadian per semester, which is a lot cheaper in American. It's like 30,000 maybe. And that's like cheaper than even American schools. So. 
It's kind of crazy. Well, it's very expensive. Did you know, like, okay, so my brother's a sophomore in college right now, and he, so when he was in his senior year, he was meeting with, like, him and my parents were meeting with some kind of financial advisor kind of person because college is expensive. And so he's going to a really good college, like, on the East Coast, like, very, very good, but also they don't have merit scholarships. So he didn't get any scholarships. It's basically like the school gives you a scholarship based on like your grades and stuff. Like if you're if you have a GPA of a certain thing, then you qualify for a merit scholarship Mm -hmm. rather than searching for scholarships from other organizations. The school Mm -hmm. just gives you their money. So his school doesn't do merit scholarships and it is a crazy expensive school. So for the like the plan that the financial advisor did was like my brother goes to this crazy fancy school and I go to like community college (laughs) (laughs) obviously i am not not obviously but like i don't plan on going to community college yeah i could yeah yeah i i don't know like um I mean, like, I don't know what you want to study. I think you're still obviously trying to figure it out and you have every no, right yeah. to still be figuring it out. And people in university have every right to still be figuring it out even when they're studying. Um, but, yeah, I can see why you wouldn't necessarily want to go to community college. Also, I'm going to um, minimize this so I can see your face. Oh, great. My face. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm, like, literally applying as we're speaking. This is really fun. Oh, that's that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, do you want to talk about SATs first, or do you want me to talk about universities and scholarships? Um, I can talk about SATs while you're setting up your account. Okay, fun stuff, fun stuff. Basically, I hate standardized testing. (laughs) That's the T. No, but, so if you're not in America, then you might not know what SATs are, and I don't know what they stand for, but basically they're, like, tests that you're supposed to take in your junior or senior year of high school, where you, like... It's, like, a comprehensive test for, like, math and sci- math and English. And I think the ACT has science and history and whatever. So you can take either test depending on, like, what your strong suits are. But a lot of people take the SAT. So I was scheduled to take the SAT actually yesterday, <laughs> September 26th. And I was all summer I've been doing this SAT prep. Um, but my... My SAT got canceled. My testing center canceled what, my what? test. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, like, I don't don't try to be pretend that you're be happy about no, or I'm not happy about, about that. It, you're you're like, not sad people, about it. If you think about it, like if some if you tell someone like, oh yeah, my SAT got canceled, they'd be like, oh my god, that sucks. You were studying so hard, and like you have to retake it, <laughs> not no. retake it, but like okay, take it wait, sometime in the future. But. My plan currently, as it stands, is to never take the SAT mm-hmm. and apply only to test optional schools. Which is great. I wouldn't want to take an SAT. No, like, I feel that's like I would do so bad on the SAT. Like, I, I've been taking these practice tests all summer, and I do, like, phenomenally – not phenomenally, but, like, I do pretty well on the um, English section. And, and then just, math like, is just, I like, bomb the bomb math, the math yeah. And I don't think – so my beef with standardized testing and things like the SAT is that, especially with the math portion, when you learn math, at least here, it's like you learn the concept, you study for the test, and then you forget all about it. And then 
that just happens uh, yeah. over and over. Whereas with English, you learn a skill and then you carry it on with you into the next year. So you're more likely to remember the skill and like be able to apply it to tests and stuff. But with math, you just have to restudy and relearn all of these concepts. So it's really difficult for someone like me who's not inclined towards math. Exactly. And so I just don't. Also, the SAT was created like to show the intelligence of like a rich white person. That's literally the reason it was created. And so Mm -hmm. if you're obviously like I come from a family that has a lot of privilege because my parents are in a position where they can pay for SAT courses and prep books and all that. Exactly. Not everybody has that. Yeah. So if you are from a lower income area and you don't have as much money, like you wouldn't be able to pay for those resources. And so you would probably not do so great on the SAT. And even more unfair is that this kind of thing, like the low income housing, it it's disproportionately more, people of color who are in low-income housing Mm -hmm. so it's not it's like the SAT was built for the white people and it's just not it's just not a good like telling of your actual intelligence like I can do really bad on the SAT but still be a very smart person and care a lot about school so I'm glad that a lot of schools are going test optional and these are like schools that I would actually be interested in applying to so I'm glad that I probably won't have to take the SAT (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. What okay. are you doing right now? Sorry, I'm 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 filling out the application. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, okay, okay. I will focus on you for a minute. Oh, um, thank you. Yes, I totally agree um with you in that like systems need to change because they should not favor the rich white people. Like I, I'm even reading this um uh thing in my psychology textbook and they're um they have uh, a disparity in people whose psychological experiments tests and um research has been done on and um the they call it i think it's called weird or wired one of the two but it doesn't matter because same letters um but it's uh western educated rich um democratic and i don't remember what the i stands for but um, so basically those are the people who the most studies have been done on. So not a lot of people of color, not a lot of people of like a different sexual orientation, um, not a lot of people from lower income or middle income families, uh, just like basically rich white people again. Are yeah. what these studies have been done. So the whole basis of the field of psychology has been done on rich white people, which is not fair because not everybody thinks the same as rich white people. Yeah, and that's very true. And I actually think that if you're talking about the world or even the U.S., like, the rich white people are the minority. Like, <laughs> they're the top 1%. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else are these people of color, these, like, maybe lower or middle-income housing or, like, homeless people or people with physical disabilities or mental disabilities or, like, mm-hmm. people who are LGBTQ or whatever. And the list just goes on and on. So if you only do studies on like a certain demographic and then you apply that to like everyone that's not gonna be an accurate representation of how everyone thinks or how everyone's brain is wired okay can i just say this really bothers me is that on um the application when it says select a country the first country they put on the top is the united states and then underneath they have everything else in alphabetical order 
I think that's dumb. And if anything, Canada should be at the top because it's a Canadian university. Like, I can't even find Canada on the list. That's really funny. (laughs) Because whenever I have to select a country after school, 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 for it. No, like, seriously, Canada's not even here. I'm not joking. It's a Canadian. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. No, never mind. Okay, never mind. Okay, Okay, so what I had to do was I had to pick my status in Canada as a Canadian citizen, and then it just eliminates the country I'm coming from. Because if you're a Canadian citizen, then you don't have to go through all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. I got to make sure I don't spill any personal information on here. Like, on the podcast, not on the application that's (laughs) required. (laughs) Imagine if the application was just like, oh, what's your address? And you're like, I'm not telling you. Yeah. Okay, okay, why does it have telephone day and telephone evening? Like, that's oh, weird. like it's like your work phone and your home phone, I guess. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, no, I'm just going to put it under cellular because that makes more sense because it is my cell number. <laughs> okay. Anyways, do you want me to talk about scholarships a little bit? Yeah. What scholarships are you applying for? Okay, so there's a lot of different scholarships that we have here. Um, I'm applying to a big one. It's called the Loran Scholarship, and they give out over $100,000. Dang. Like, not just to one person. I don't think one person wins it every year. I feel like – I think there's a few people, and they, like – there is a big one that is $100,000, but they also give out some smaller scholarships as well, I think. Um, So, uh, for me, I'm applying to that one. Uh, just because it's like, I thought I'd take my shot with it and I have like a pretty good academic record. So, and like the whole point of this scholarship is, um, courage and grit and community service and stuff like that. And I have over 600 hours clocked in, um, on record for community service. And that's not all of it. It's, it's like over 600 hours anyways. Um, and so the application for that is like, it's a little tedious. It's not that hard. The essay questions, like I have them open right here. Um, the first two are describe your most significant volunteer contributions. Why did you do it? How did it affect you and others? And then the next one is describe a time where you challenge yourself by going outside of your comfort zone. What was the risk? What did you learn? And it's like about 300 word answers per questions. Oh, so not even an essay. So they're called essay questions because you're supposed to answer in long paragraphs. Right. But 300 words is not that long. Yeah, not for a writer. For for somebody who's um, word challenged, it it might be a lot. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, so it's it's really interesting and just trying to find scholarships that are tailored to like my strength so that I can exploit that. Like mm-hmm. I'm a very science oriented student, so if I can try and find any scholarships dedicated to women in science, which has been actually really hard surprisingly. Just um but from what's open right now, like there's not a lot of things that have been opened at the beginning of the year. Um I've like I know there's some that uh Basically, people give you money if you're a minority. That's kind of the deal. That is true. So, like, normally I wouldn't want to exploit that in terms of, like, I wouldn't want somebody to accept me into a school just because I'm a minority. But in terms of people giving me money, I kind of don't care. <laughs> like, sure, it's money. I I'll mean, you use have it to, towards like, my education, you know? What you got, you know? I know, right? So, um, and there's some that even do it for, like, a certain, like, if you're of a certain religion but unfortunately those 
is open to Baha'is because not many people know that it even is a religion and that it's out there. So not not a lot of people like add that into the list. Like I tried to like when they asked for what my religious like if I was religious and what religion I practice, it wasn't on the list. So I typed it in and every single time I pressed enter, it would delete it and it wouldn't let oh, me type it in. That's difficult. So that that was difficult and like not gonna lie, it kind of hurt a little bit because it is an important part of my identity, but um like well it's kind of like it's so much of a minority at least here in the west that it's like it's not a minority that gets a lot of attention so mm-hmm. people but the thing is it's kind of about it. not at the same time like in the states um in i forget what year it was but in 2013 it was the 10th most practiced religion like actively practiced religion in the united states dude i can't even name 10 religions Okay, wait, wait, let me try. Let me try. Let's, wait, let's see. I know this is really off topic, but I want to try. Count, can I just say, it do, does it count if it's, like, all denominations of, like, Protestantism? Because I can name those. Um, no, I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think it counts denominations. Okay, Christianity, um, Hinduism, Sikhism, Zoroastrianism, um, Islam, Judaism, the Baha'i Faith, uh... There's one, three more, Maliki. You can do this. Uh, Buddhism. <laughs> oh, I have um, one. Yeah, hit me. Taoism. Taoism. That's another one. Yeah, and <sighs> chimichanga. Satanic worshippers. Okay, but like, if you can't, what about if... oh Scientology? That's a thing. That is true, but it, that's actually a, a, dem- a denomination of Christianity. Oh, is it really? Yes, it is. Uh, weirdly enough, um, I'm just trying to. Th- think i know there's something else like a, a decently big one that i'm missing what did you i'm just i'm just trying to sing the song in my head oh um the uh i actually don't know what it like they're called bobbies but i don't know what they're the the faith is the, called the actually noun. yeah the noun for it because like a lot of bobbies became baha'is mm. so like there's not a lot of them left but it's still considered its own independent religion so yeah there's 10 Nice. For those of you who wanted to know 10 different religions, here we go. Good job. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so uh, scholarships is a whole thing. And, like, honestly, if you don't want to apply to scholarships, don't apply to scholarships. And, honestly, just so you know, a lot of scholarships are open for people who want to take a gap year. So you can just apply to them a year later, too. Is it, like, is it customary for people in Canada to apply to schools Um I could just hear you breathe. That was weird. <laughs> but, <laughs> but is it, like, normal for people to apply, like, it be- at the beginning of the school year? Because here we apply in, like, the winter, and then we hear back from the schools in, like, May-ish? I don't know. I've never applied to a college before. Um, hmm. Okay. I actually don't know because this is my first time doing this, obviously. <laughs> but I know that a lot of applications open. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so a lot of applications open in September and they end in, like, December or January. And then you find out in May if you get in. Okay, okay. And do you have, like, early decision or early ap- early application, stuff like that? Um, I think it depends. You, you like, have to look for it. Depends but... on the school. 
Yeah, I'm just yeah. doing main. I'm just doing mainstream. Okay, cool. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Um, Mal, mm-hmm. what are your highs and your lows of this week? Um, my high. Wait, wait. Let's is... start with the lows because oh, right. We, wanna... we always start with the lows because we, we end, end on a high, on a high note. note. Exactly. Yeah. That's the way to go. So I should say, um... what are your lows and your highs? Okay, so my, uh, hmm. this is tricky. Also, June is the sixth month of the year, right? I think so. January, February, March, April, May, June. Yes, six. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can okay. go first if you want, if you don't have anything. Okay. Uh, I prepared Yeah, mine. you go first, and then I will think of a low. Okay. My low is the passing of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, that happened in the last week. That did. Yeah. And if you don't know who she is, um, she spent, I think she, she was like in her late 80s, like 86, 87 when she died. Mm-hmm. She, Pancreatic cancer? I don't know. Some kind I of know cancer. it was cancer. It was cancer. She spent her entire life fighting for women's rights. Which is really great because I, like, definitely if she had never become, like, a lawyer or a Supreme Court justice, she wouldn't, like, women in America wouldn't have the same rights that, as they do today. And so it's really sad that she's, that she died, and especially, like, like, a month before the election, (laughs) because she said, like, her greatest wish was to not die before, like, a new president was installed, um, and I think it's also really sad that we can't even, like, as a country, like, really mourn her death because as soon as she died, everyone was talking about who was going to replace her on the Supreme Court. And I know President Trump is trying to, like, he's trying to get someone in as quick as possible. And a lot of people are trying to stop him from doing that, but it doesn't seem likely that he will be stopped from installing a new Supreme Court justice and his nomination is like a woman who is very conservative. She's well, not even that. I just, she, she doesn't believe in like, what's the phrase? I can't remember. Um, marriage equality. She doesn't believe in marriage equality. And like, just mm. to think that, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who spent her entire life fighting for just that, would be replaced by someone who would just undo all of her work like that. It's just, like, it's very sad and also very scary because, at the same time, this woman doesn't believe in, like, LGBTQ rights or racial equality and stuff like that. So, if she is, if she does become a Supreme Court justice, then the Supreme Court will have, like, a massive Republican, um, excuse me, a Republican majority. Which is not good. It's scary for the rights of these people who are, like, who are women, who are LGBTQ+, who are, like, black and brown. It's honestly just basic human rights that are at stake, which is kind of sad. It is. That it's come to that. It's scary, especially because four years ago, um, Justice, what's his face, Scalia, I think that's how you pronounce his name, he died four years ago, like, two months before the election and everyone was saying all of these senators were saying we're not going to hold hearings for a new 
for a new justice until the uh, next president. Until the next president. But now, now that it's like a Republican president, they want they want a new justice to be installed as quick as possible. Wait, is that when they? Is that then Trump came in and then Brett Kavanaugh came in and then that was the whole thing that was like not great that happened um, with the Supreme believe, Court? I believe is, so. is he Supreme Court? I think he is. I think so but don't that was unfortunate they shouldn't have waited (laughs) well it's just it's just unfortunate that they're going back on their word like i have exactly all of these republican senators saying like we it should be up to the next president to install the next justice and And now they're going going back on their words just because now we have a republican president who will Mm -hmm. install a republican justice who will like feed all of their like conservative agendas so that's my low. <laughs> that is like where George Washington and I agree on something. Can I just say? Mm-hmm. I discourage again against partisan fighting and against having two separate parties for this very reason. Yeah, I think the two party system is inherently flawed, but at the same time, the election I think is so party soon. systems are just inherently flawed. That's fair. But. Everyone's like obviously you can point out the flaws within the two party system or the party system, mm-hmm. but the reality is that there's not enough time before the election to change that system. Oh yeah, so obviously. you just have to like go ahead and vote, and you're not you can't like yeah that that doesn't mean don't vote that just means yeah, recognize that there are flaws in the system and hopefully try system. and fix them. Yeah, at exactly. some point, but that doesn't mean like stop voting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the yes. What's your low? Um Milo is that I'm not very good at physics. <laughs> it's it's not a, like much compared to yours, but um it still affects my sanity. So um yeah, I I'm just I'm just not good at physics. And that's okay. I'm coming to terms with it. I don't really care that much, but it's still like a low because I have to continually put the effort into it you know Mm, yeah but this is just so i can pass the mcat if i want to take it you know (laughs) as long as you like try your hardest (laughs) exactly exactly and i think really matters i think i'm better at this new unit that we're studying than the previous unit that we did and we do like a unit a week because of the accelerated learning so i have like a unit test a week and it's really stressful Mm, so that's just like not fun so that is definitely my low. Um, I don't think I have any more. That was kind of it this week. That was the only. Oh, I have thing another that one. I have another low. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, this is not as like heavy as Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death, but I've been watching Love Island, um, UK on Hulu, and every so often, this one of these couples will like split up. It's a reality show, by the way. It's like a dating reality show. People have to pair up to stay on the island. Blah blah blah. So. Every so often, these two people, like, will split up because one of them doesn't want to have sex. Or, like, they don't have oh, that physical come attraction. On. And everyone, they just keep saying, like, oh, you, you got to have that physical attraction. Oh, I don't know if I like him. Oh, do you want to have sex with him? No. Okay, well, then you don't like him. And I just think that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, obviously, I have my own views because I'm asexual. I'm and not, people, and I like have the same views as you on this. It's like, what well, the it's heck? just like other people, like they would like sex in a relationship, and I'm not trying to like downplay that. Like, obviously, your relationship is what you want it to be, but 
it's just really stupid that like oh if you don't have that physical connection that means you don't like each other in that way because I think it's just really stupid and it's like oh you have to have sex to have a relationship oh you have to be physically attracted to them oh you have to want to jump their bones like that's just not what a relationship is about and I it irks me so much and like it's just really annoying every time someone says something like that I'm just like okay (laughs) it's the hypersexuality for me I guess yeah that that does suck okay what's your high my high is that my high is my dog I love my dog she's so cute I love your dog too (laughs) she's so cute and she got a a bath wash shower whatever um yesterday so now she's really soft and I keep like walking over and petting her and then for like five seconds then leaving and then she's looking at me like what was that for (laughs) she's kind of dumb but we love her oh she's so stupid (laughs) <laughs> and also there was a there was a really pretty sunset last night oh happy. yeah okay um i think my high is probably i have a few um one is getting two new pairs of shoes when i got a new pair of sneakers and i got um a new pair of like dress shoes for like special occasions I guess but I'll probably wear them with my grad and prom outfit um and my other highs also the sunset the day before so on Friday was also really nice here so it was it was nice Saturday where Maylin lives but it was um nice here um on Friday and so that made me really happy and I also really it I don't know why but I like grocery shopping for some reason (laughs) so I got to go grocery shopping with my dad and that was fun okay fun yeah anyways this is episode 11 of our podcast Aya Huraya back to school COVID style I'm Mal and I'm Malin thanks for listening bye bye